0: Hello and welcome to the Transfix Take On. I'm your host, Jenny Ruiz, and today I'm joined by Stephanie Thomas, who is the Associate Professor of Practice and Executive Director of Women Impacting Supply Chain Excellence, also known as WISE, at the University of Arkansas. And today she's taking on the next generation of women leaders in the supply chain. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. Thank you, Jenny. I'm super excited to be here today. I'm so happy to have you. It's really a pleasure, Um, you know, especially as someone who has such deep roots in the supply chain. I'm always excited to talk to someone like you. I have to ask, what brought you here? Usually you hear that people just kind of fall into supply chain, but I feel like this was more of an intentional decision for you. Did I get that right? Well, (laughs) I feel like I'm on my third career. And so I feel like a lot
1: of what I'm doing now is more intentional. Mm. I'll tell you, Way back when I was uh, first in, I guess, graduate school after I'd finished my undergrad at the University of um, Tennessee, I went to get my MBA because I wasn't a business um, undergrad. And it was There that I kind of was introduced into what we called logistics and transportation then because we weren't using the term supply chain management quite as broadly at that point in time. So I'm dating myself (laughs) a little bit and they had a great program for that. I knew I was young to get a master's degree at that time. And so it was practical in that I hope I can get a job and not have to go back home and live with my parents was the, the idea behind it. But along the way, I, I did a, an internship at a distribution center for Stanley Tools in, in Concord, North Carolina. And through my courses and stuff, I started to really click with the, the problem solving portion of supply chain management the relationship building piece of it and so while I didn't necessarily go I played with trains as a kid so this is what I want to do when I grow up I there was I I found along the way that it was something that really fit with me and then my journey into academia and stuff has taken me down on another path but um, in the in the field so I'm definitely very passionate uh, about it but I can't say that it was strategically I love that in the University space now we're seeing a lot of maybe second and third generation kids coming in whose parents have been in supply chain or grandparents right. or something and so we're starting to see a trickle down that just wasn't there when I was coming along. Isn't that such a cool evolution of the of logistics and the supply chain. Well, especially when they actually kind of want to follow potentially in mom and dad's footsteps, because I also get the ones that said, no, I don't (laughs) want to do that because my parents have done that. So, no, it's a super uh, fun space to be in for
0: sure. So you've watched these sort of generations come through. What do you think is the biggest difference between this this new generation coming into the supply chain?
1: Well, I think even right before COVID, So many of the students that were coming into it in college weren't intentionally they they fell into it, like you said, like many of us in the in the workforce may have just kind of fallen into it a lot of students kind of fall into it I I had a lot of kids that were our students that were more. Well, this is so much better than accounting, you know, that was kind of, you <laughs> And I was like, well, I don't want to be everybody's, you know, second choice or, or yeah. whatever. And now ever since COVID and the increased awareness and now this, and I think that's helped kids understand more of what like their parents are talking about and what their parents are right. doing and that there is a purpose behind it and that everything that we get from a store or any shipment that arrives on our doorstep, there's an awareness now of everything that has to happen for that to be successful. And I think a lot of students are starting to feel like that would be really
0: cool to be part of that process. Do you feel like the conversations that you're having now are more focused towards techno- technological advancements that could change these sort of um, you know gaps in, in the space? So I have mainly undergraduate students. I know some of my peers that
1: have the the master's students and stuff. They're talking about how there's a lot of conversations about AI and stuff. Mm -hmm. I know as we're looking at individuals to join our master's program, they get a lot of questions on what are you teaching related to what you asked on the changes in technology and how to keep up. I think what we try to do at the undergraduate level is show them all the different things that are out there or potentially coming and giving them the sampler platter, if you will, of of all the different opportunities in the field, all the different ways a career can take, and then all the different tools that we have to try to be successful in this. And so I think in, in a lot of ways, they're just sponges soaking it all up that they don't necessarily even know to ask a lot of those questions. You get a few that that do, but I, I know one of the comments I've heard from students a few years out of school is they're like, how do I stay up with all the changes especially technological changes in the industry because they said you know I feel like while I was in school my professors did a great job of trying to you know focus on the next thing or or let us know of all these things out there it's like when you once you get out and get in a company and get very kind of focused on your job then sometimes you aren't don't feel like you're on cutting edge maybe as much mm-hmm. and so there's a how do I continue to keep learning so that I keep being aware of what else is out there
0: now let's let's get into whys that you know it's it's the women impacting supply chain excellence is a department of supply chain management right that's an organization for students with sort of the primary purpose of promoting the field of supply chain management and logistics. would love to know what was the genesis of this and what was the gap uh that it was it was filling
1: so that's probably a longer story (laughs) you're thinking but i will so for me personally i Mm -hmm. felt when i was um so i guess i should start with say my time in industry I generally had male bosses, and I was very fortunate to have some men that were very supportive and encouraging of me. And I had a great experience in industry, and I can't say enough about those individuals who who kind of believed in me and stuff. And so, I I always had a positive experience, but found out many of my my peers and colleagues did not have that. Yeah. When I was working on my um, doctorate, I kind of saw this idea that there were, well, actually, my husband is also a supply chain professor, and we had kind of talked that a lot of the young women in classes are just less confident, they're less, Mm -hmm. and again, we're using stereotypes here, but overall, less confident, less likely to put their resume in for something, interview as well, you know, all these types of of things. And so I while I was working on my Ph.D. at Georgia Southern had kind of said, hey, let's try to start a little group and kind of kind of talk about it. And it you know, it was it was very small. And I just met with students a a little bit. And I'm pretty sure that the little organization died the minute I uh, graduated. But I learned a lot because a lot of the students were just talking about that either being in their classes or even in their internships, sometime it was uncomfortable. And there was an increasing awareness of that there were so few of them. And either they were treated like, you know this was the, the story that I, I've told before that one of the comments made that really stuck out with me, because this has been several years now, is that going to class was like going to a fraternity party. You were either hit on or ignored. Yeah. And I thought, man, I don't want people to feel that way. And then I really don't want them to think that that's how it's going to be out in industry. Right. And yes, that but there are people that have that experience, but there's a lot of people that that don't. And so that kind of was this seed that got planted of I want to be able to do something about that. And it didn't end up being kind of the right time to do that until i got to the university of arkansas um six and a half years ago i had gone through texas tech university before then that's where i was kind of first started my academic career it was a very small program and my husband and i had been hired there to, to kind of build it so we were kind of in in building mode and just kind of getting things off the ground but i learned a lot about working with students and trying to create um opportunities and organizations that benefit them and what they like and stuff and so when i came to arkansas the women impacting supply chain excellence or wise group had been started before i i got there but it the the previous champion had left and it was kind of just there in name only and i was like okay mm-hmm. here's the opportunity that i've been waiting for since i was working on my doctorate mm-hmm. and we did a relaunch. Um, six years ago and it has kind of exploded is the best way to it. so while it started as a as an organization at the university of arkansas in a student group we met once a month had a meeting you know that buy free pizza that that kind of thing um along the way i kind of got the idea of what if we can bring connections and create a community and network and stuff beyond just what we are starting to do here at the university of arkansas And that's where um, started the WISE Future Leaders Symposium. And I invited um, faculty from supply chain programs across the country to send students to this two-day event. We've done it now, uh, this year was our fifth year in October. And that grew from the first year that we did. It had 12 universities that participated in this past year. We had 30 universities. And there's a lot of other things that have kind of come out of that. And so wise chapters are now starting at a lot of other universities and stuff. And we're finding ways to keep those connections amongst these young women that have gone to all these other programs, but yet some of them might end up in the same city or working at the same company and stuff. And that can help make that transition into the field so much easier.
0: So there is that alumni network once you graduate out. We're we're working on ways to kind of uh, continue to to build that. So, um,
1: I I guess it's been about two years ago here in Northwest Arkansas. We started what we call Wise Beyond, okay. and that is meant to be targeted on to anybody can show up, but it's generally the early to mid career type of professionals. Or people that are interested in mentoring, and we have allies that participate uh, as well. And so we're trying to continue that sense of connection and community that many of the, and not everybody that, that attends has been through WISE as an undergrad, because some of them are are more like my age and didn't have those uh, resources. Yeah. But it's, it's the idea that we all continue to need a, a network and, and a group, and how do we continue to offer opportunities and ways for that to happen?
0: So tell me more about the ally part of WISE, because I saw that, you know, it's not just for women, it's also for men that are looking to champion the women that are investing uh, in their careers in the supply chain. What was the decision behind that? So interestingly enough, I guess it
1: was about two semesters into starting the the student group at, at Arkansas that several of the young women that were kind of part of the leadership team came and said, we think some of our guys need to be coming to this too. And I was like, <laughs> okay. yeah," Because to me it was what did, what did they feel comfortable with and what did they want? And so we, we kind of had developed by that point in time, a four strategic pillars for WISE. So one is making connections, so that networking piece. One is personal and professional development leadership skills, and then industry knowledge. Because for students, just the sheer number of opportunities that could be, take you down in terms of a supply chain career, sometimes that's overwhelming, or they just, they only hear about a very few numbers. So part of it is an education piece of, to help people find the best fit. Well, they started looking around going, well, you know, some of our colleagues can use this too. <laughs> and so uh, that's when we started bringing some young men and generally uh, here at Arkansas, we run about, depending on the semester, 15 to 20% uh, young men. I try to keep at least, um, as long as they're interested, uh, a couple young men on the leadership team, because I think one, it's great for them, but it's also great for the the um, women as, as well to understand that there are men out there doing great things and being extremely supportive. And one of the interesting things that i found is a lot of the young men that have been leaders within WISE have either had a uh, very strong female role models and a mother or grandmother or something, or were raised by a, a single mom or something like that. And that they, like they're comfortable being around strong, strong women and they're, they're, They want to encourage and help and support and so it really was driven by the students, because I was trying to help bring uh, you know this an organization that met their needs. And I think I, I know some of the young men who've gone and graduated have said, you know i'm more aware in my career because of wise and you know there's maybe i'm in a meeting and i'm like. Hey, uh, Bill, I really wanted to hear what Jenny was saying. So let's go back and listen to what Jenny was saying that they said, you know, if I hadn't been through that experience and and talked about it and talked to some of my peers and the things that they'd gone through, they're like, I might not have been as aware, but now I can help kind of make sure everybody's being included in the conversation. And to me, that's a beautiful thing that, that can come out of this and actually help drive real change.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it only takes one person in one room to drive change. And I love that, you know, it's so incredible that you're allowing this to happen, but also at at the safe space of the women in the organization. That's really great. Yeah, Well, I
1: I get to work with some amazing students. And so while I would love to take a ton of credit for (laughs) for this, it really is the 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 students that I get to work with and, and letting them kind of help evolve with this. And then the students having a great experience, feeling very passionate about WISE, Mm -hmm. and then wanting to continue to stay involved once they they graduate or try to bring that opportunity to other people as well.
0: Now, you had mentioned something about WISE Beyond um, and other chapters, are there, do you have sort of a, I hate to ask you this off the top of your head, but if in the case you do know what they are, can you share what other universities and colleges also have this program? So the great news is we were in a period of growth. So
1: for the longest time, it was just Arkansas and then uh, University of Oklahoma added a chapter and then Georgia Southern and Iowa State added chapters. And then it's kind of exploded. And so within (laughs) the the last year, and I'm sure I'm going to miss somebody, but uh, Michigan State has added a chapter uh texas tech is in the process of adding miami university uh Mm -hmm. tcu ut dallas um wisconsin so there's a variety and i know there's a few more that are that are out there looking at it as well Mm -hmm. but every year when we have the the wise symposium it seems like there's this increasing awareness of like oh we want to do this at our (laughs) university too and so as that's grown we're trying to continue to look for ways to keep those leaders at each of the universities mm-hmm. connected to, you know, have a leadership brainstorming kind of quarterly check-in or, or something. So that while each university kind of handles wise in their own way yeah. um, that we don't have a very, this isn't like a you know, fraternity system that you have this or <laughs> set of rules or anything like that, because mm-hmm. each university and the needs of, of each business school are, are kind of different and different ones are, um, Competing is not the right word, but there's other organizations within their uh, college or something, and they're, so they're trying to find their, their fit, and so we give a lot of flexibility, but we try to share a lot of good ideas and stuff, it, and just model that supportive behavior and encouragement and, and, you know, the fact that we don't all have to reinvent the wheel, that we can work together and um, all be better because of it.
0: Oh man, I have to say, I really do love WISE and I wish that I would have had this when I was in college because it would, I didn't study supply chain. I'm one of those people that it did fall into my lap, and it's really awesome that you all are doing this. Yeah. Oh, I
1: i think I have the greatest job in the world. Like, you know, I, I get to have so much fun. This is my my passion. So yes, I, I teach and do research and all the other stuff that professors are supposed to do, but the work that I get to do with WISE is is, it's my heart.
0: Oh, I love that. And you can tell, too, talking talking uh, to you about it. You know, I'd love to hear, and this may be a baited question, because I feel like there's so many different anecdotes that you could give. But what do participants ultimately walk away with when they've effectively graduated from this program?
1: I think each individual can walk away with different takeaways. Some of the things that I hear is one, and this may sound a little simplified, but an enthusiasm for your career choice, yeah. because a lot of times um, some research I had done showed that when you take males and females looking at, especially seniors who have generally done a, an internship, the young men were way more uh, satisfied and um, mm-hmm. excited about their major choice and future career than the young women and i think anecdotally a lot of that had to do with some of them going into uh, an internship and maybe looking around and seeing, okay wait what because <laughs> a lot of business schools are 50 50 and a lot of times you know early on you don't see any gender imbalance and it isn't until you get either at an internship or even in your senior level classes and then you start to look around and go whoa where did all the the young women go and that's where i think wise and I know we've seen the impact at University of Arkansas and other universities are as well, is it is bringing in and retaining more young women into this field that we need more in inclusivity in it as, as well. And so I feel like we retain talent in the field when they're more excited about it. And instead of a year or two down the road jumping ship into something else that we can keep them for the long term. I think the sense of community and the realizing that you're not alone, even if in your company or in your department or something, maybe you're the only one representing some that looks like you, there's a lot of people out there doing it. And so when you have this community outside of even your organization, that can kind of help offset some of the challenges maybe you face and it gives you other people to talk to and ask questions on. And, and I think there's um, one of the things I also try to instill is this being a lifelong learner. Yeah. And so sometimes we read and discuss, you know, professional development books or we, we talk about, you know, mentorship or something, and then we'll come back and say, okay, who's gone and tried to find a mentor or who's been trying to mentor someone and and trying to instill the activities that I feel like will help, uh, the students who regardless of, of their background throughout their career because they're the things that we know can help people potentially be more successful.
0: Yeah. Speaking of being a lifelong learner, obviously the last couple of years has been quite challenging when it as it relates to the general overall uh Operational efficiencies of the supply chain and so forth. And like you said, now everyone knows theoretically about the supply chain, right? It's not some uh some random thing that we talk about. I would love to get your perspective on the overall state of logistics. Um, you know, what have you noticed have changed uh in terms of the overall flow of goods in the United States? Oh, that's a that's a big question too. <laughs>
1: i i'll go with the um discussion in the classroom student kind of standpoint of that is i think supply chains are actually more efficient than they ever have been in a lot of ways are doing things better than they have been but because of the tremendous stress and strain that's been put on them because of the past few years there's sometimes a misunderstanding that things are broken instead of an awareness of we've actually you know doing amazing things at at these volumes that you know you know take online shopping for example what what COVID has done to that and then you know delivering things within hours of an order or something just to think about the what has to happen to make all these Mm -hmm. things uh successful especially you know going into the holiday season or something and all the strain that we put on it i i think there's companies are doing great things and amazing things. What you hear about though, are the flaws and just there, I do think, you know, there's an increasing awareness that the system is a little bit fragile and and that, um, we, we can't take it for granted, but I also feel like there are opportunities to educate consumers. Take the example of the online shopping and stuff. And so my husband's done some sustainability type of research and stuff about, you know, we all like to get the Amazon or the Walmart orders or whatever, you know, very quickly the next day. And then just even if it takes 10 different shipments to drop off everything that you ordered at, at different times, is that great for the environment? Probably not. Is it really right. taxing for those drivers that have to deliver all that and the all the facilities that have to process all those? yeah can we do things like say you know what it's okay if everything arrives in in one box and it's a couple days later and that that's going to be better for the overall system how do we continue to push consumers to not necessarily take advantage of all the kind of efficiencies and extras that we've been able to offer them to do things in a way that for the greater good we can make a better impact
0: overall Mm, that's wonderful because you only hear people talk about the state of the supply as a consumer the state of the supply chain when they don't get their packages (laughs) oh yes
1: nobody goes wow my driver is killing it he's (laughs) out here every day and like just delivering my 72 packages this
0: week (laughs) on time oh no (laughs) i feel attacked i feel attacked i'm kidding um I have to, you know, if you could leave our listeners on one note, just in terms of what advice do you have for the next generation of supply chain professionals? So I think if I could give advice to the the next generation of of supply chain
1: leaders is one, congratulations, you've made a great decision on an exciting career path. Two, your career path is not going to look like everybody else's and that's completely okay and that's one of the things that i think is super cool about the field of supply chain management is it can go down so many different paths and at any any point in time you're like "Eh, not feeling this anymore you can switch to something else that's that's the beauty of it there's so many different opportunities and fun exciting things if you are somebody that loves to solve complex problems and look at things from a big picture perspective, and and think strategically, and build relationships, and and, and collaborate, this is a great place for you. It's not going to be a career that every day looks exactly the same. But also, I think, you know, lean into the fact that supply chains deliver everything that keeps the world running. And everybody that's involved in that is pretty important. And so you're actually doing something that's for the benefit of, of all humanity, which is pretty awesome as well.
0: I could not have said that any better. That was awesome. I'm sorry. It's say it again if I try. It's okay. We've got it recorded. We're good. <laughs> Stephanie, uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Is there any, um, you know, can, where else can we see you? We, obviously, you know, you'll you'll be you'll be teaching. But are there any upcoming events that we can see you at, or anything like that?
1: So I I try to stay pretty active on uh, LinkedIn and talking more about what WISE is going on in, in terms of the net, what's next for WISE is I am in the process of working with some amazing women, Michelle Livingstone and Natalie Putman, in developing a WISE nonprofit that is not only going to focus on undergraduate women and so the student piece of doing all those things that i talked about that wise does but it's also going to lean more into how do we continue to do more of that in the early to mid-career uh, space as well as bringing in and, and working with allies and so uh, more to come on okay. that but we're we're definitely moving forward to uh, hopefully within
0: 2024 have a, have a big launch for that that is super exciting. And if TransFix can somehow support and, and get involved, please feel free to, to reach out to me. I would love to continue, um, not only to, to keep, talk, keep talking to you, but to also support WISE.
1: No, I, I appreciate that. I will definitely, uh, I know where to find you now. There so you go. <laughs> thank you so much for the opportunity to speak today too, Jenny. I have, I have a great time speaking with you.
0: You as well. Thank you so much. Thanks. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change. Come ah.